0: Okay, this is for Thursday of Baal and continuing the various incidents recorded, and now up to the Jews traveling. So, verse 11 of chapter 10. It was in the second year, the second month, on the 20th of the month, the cloud was lifted from upon the tabernacle of the testimony, meaning it was a year, the second year, this is actually the beginning of the second year of their stay in the desert, the second month, Iyar, on the 20th of Iyar that they actually are now getting the injunction to move from Mount Sinai, where they've been for almost a year. As Rashi says, we see that they were actually 12 months minus 10 days at Hore, which is Mount Sinai, because they arrived at Mount Sinai on the first of the third month, for Chodesh Tzivant, and a year later, we went through a lot during that year, they got the Torah, they did the sin of the golden calf, they built the tabernacle, the 20th of Iyarab, a year later, and a little bit, about a month more than a year from when they left Egypt, they're being told to travel. Children of Israel journeyed according to their journeys from the wilderness of Sinai, and a cloud rested in the wilderness of Paran. So according to their journeys, Rashi says means, according to how they were told to travel, in the order of who's first, who's last, etc. In the middle of Paran, we're told that this is where, as we're going to discuss, Kibros HaTaiva was, which we're going to speak about in the next chapter. And that's where they encamped. So they traveled from Mount Sinai to Kibros HaTaiwa, which we're now identifying as the wilderness of Haran. So the verse is the wilderness of Haran. The next chapter we're going to call this place Kivros HaTaiwa based on the sin, the great tragedy that was committed in this place. They journeyed for the first time at the bidding of God through Moses. The division of the camp of the children of Judah journeyed first, according to their legion. Over its legion was Nashon, the son of Minadab. Over the legion of the tribe of the children of Issachar was Nasana, the son of Suar. Over the legion of the tribe of Zavul, was Leliyab, the son of Chelan. So this is the first group because the tribes, the 12 tribes, are going in like groups of three. The tabernacle was taken down. Then journey the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari, the bearers of the tabernacle. So once the first division, we're looking at the Jews as in four divisions, because in each division there's one main tribe and two other tribes, so we have three tribes going in at division. So once the division of Judah, who's the main tribe of the first division, would travel, Aaron and his sons would come to the tabernacle, they would take it all down, cover all the holy vessels, the sons of Gershon and Merari would dismantle the tabernacle, loaded on the wagons, move on, and then the ark and all the holy vessels were put on the sons of Korach. They would be covered. They'd be on the poles. And then when the division of the camp of Reuven would travel, then the people of Kairach would come. I'm sorry, I said Kairach. I didn't mean Kairach. Kahas. I think I said Kahas before also. We have three sons of Levi, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari. Rashi saying is Gershon and Merari, they're dealing with the structure of the tabernacle. Kahas is dealing with the holy vessels. So Gershon and Kahas dismantle the tabernacle and start carrying it, and Gersh and Marari, and Kahas stays with the holy vessels that were, of course, covered by Aaron and his sons. And only when the division of Ruve moves, then the children of Kahas move, because the idea being that we first want Gershon and Marari to get there earlier, as Rashi is going to tell us, so then, by the time Kahas comes, the tabernacle is all set up, and we could just put the vessels into the tabernacle. So the next verse says, Then journey the division of the camp of Reuven according to their legions. And over its legion was Eliezer, son of Shideor Over the legion of the tribe of the children of Shimon was Shlamea, ben Sui Shaddai. Over the legion of the tribe of the children of God was Eliaphath and Duel. So this is the next group headed by Reuven, of Reuben, Shimon, and God. And when this group travels, that's when, again, we have the, the light that now the children of Kahas are going to travel. As the verse tells us, then journeyed the Kahasin, meaning the children of Kahas carrying the ark, etc., bearers of the holiness, and they would erect the tabernacle before their arrival. So they're called the bearers of the holiness because they're holding the consecrated vessels. They would erect the tabernacle, as I explained, the sons of Gershna and Merari, are preceding the sons of Kahaz. Um, first, we had division of J- Judah traveling. Then we have the division of ruven traveling. And the sons of, and, sons of Gershom and Rari began to the tabernacle. Once the sign was given, the clouds of glory gave the sign, that the division of Judah should start traveling. Now, the Khazim are not going to travel until the division of ruven began to travel. So, we have the, the, the journey of Gershah and Merari before Kahas. So Gershah and Merari are traveling among the division of Judah, and then we have the division of Reuven, and then we have Kahas. So you notice there's two divisions, because there's Judah at the same time as Gershom and Merari, and then Reuven, and then Kahas. So this division of, I mean, it sounds like, okay, division five minutes later, we're talking about millions of people because the totality of the Jews was three million people. And approximately 25% of the Jews, and then another 25% of the Jews go, before the Qasim go. So this gives time for Gersh and Mirari to set up the tabernacle before Qas gets there. So when the clouds of glory will come to rest, and this will be the sign to encamp, um, Judah would encamp, and Gersh and Murari are erecting the tabernacle. And then when Qas would arrive, they would be fully erected. Like, you know, we can imagine something being clicked together in place. I would say these aren't the clicks like we would think of nowadays. It was completely put together. But then they take the ark and the table and the menorah and the altars, these very, very, very holy things, right? These were the five holiest parts of the tabernacle, the vessels of the tabernacle, the ark, the table, the menorah, the two altars, and they put it there. It's all ready and waiting for them. Okay, it so said after that we still have two more divisions. Then journeyed the division of the camp of Ephraim, according to their legions. And over its legion was Elishamah, the son of Amihut. Over the legion of the tribe of Manasseh was Gamaliel, the son of the Dattor. And over the legion of the tribe of Benjamin was Avidan, the son of Gedoni. So this is the next division led by Ephraim with the other two tribes of Manasseh and Yemen. Then journeyed the division of the camp of the children of Don. This is the last division gatherer for all the camps according to their legions, and over its legion was Ezeh, the son of Mishadai. Over the legion of the children, the tribe of the children of Asher, was Haggiel, the son of Achron. Over the legion of the tribe of the children of Ashtali, was Achira the son of Eina. So now we have the last division of Dun plus Asher and Naphtali. These are the journeys of the children of Israel according to the legions, and they journeyed. Rashi here is looking at this last legion, this last division led by Dun. This is something, and done here is called the gather of all the camps. The Rush says in the Talmud of Jerusalem, it says, since the tribe of John was so numerous, they would travel at the end, because if anybody would lose something, the tribe of John would return it to him, um, which would sort of make sense if you envision them traveling like a straight line, and done is at the end. But another thing says they traveled like in a box-like formation, which doesn't seem to match this idea of them being at the tail, but matches what we read previously, that just says they encamped, so they journeyed, they encamped in a box around the tabernacle and they traveled in this box. These are the two opinions. When we're saying that Dunn picked up anything lost, as explained according to the Bible of it doesn't just mean physically you dropped your glasses or, you know, uh, a piece of furniture, but also in a spiritual way, any of the souls that were drifting off, Dunn would gather them in as well. And these are the journeys. meaning this is, we're not discussing here the journeys. we don't know where they journeyed, but this is the arrangement of their journeying. This is explaining how it happened, and what was the ordering. And they journeyed on that day, the 20th of the year, the second year, that was the first time they actually journeyed. So, continuing, now the next thing that we're going to say within this idea of their initial journey. Moses said to Hoivah, the son of Ruel, the Midianite, the father-in-law of Moses, is what Moses said to him. We are journeying to the place of which God has said, I shall give it to you. Go with us, and we shall treat you well, for God has spoken of good for Israel. So now, in this in perspective, again, they've been camping by Mount Sinai for a year. This is the beginning of their second year in the desert. Over the course of this year, Moshe's, Moses' father in law, normally known as Hisro, has joined them with his family. And now they're about to travel on, and, and Moses is saying to Israel we want you to come with us. We're going to Israel. Now, of course, we know the storyline. And we know they actually got stuck in the desert for 39 more years. But they didn't know that then. They, they thought within a few days we we're going to be in Israel. And Moses is saying to Israel, come with us. You also should get a portion of this amazing land. So first, Rashi comments on saying Chayvav. Who's Chayvav? And, I mean, that's his father-in-law. But Rashi says, this is Yisro. And we know there's a verse that says from the sons of Chayvav, Moses' father-in-law. But Chovav is called the Chovah, son of Ruel. But we know previously, when actually when the first time we encountered this family, when Moses meets the girls by the well, and he drew the water for them, and they came back so much quicker than they normally do, it says they went to Ruel their father. Now we're saying Ruel is actually their grandfather, because Reuel is the name of Chovah's father, and Chovah is Yisro. So Rashi said, don't worry about it, because a child can call their father's father, father. In other words, even though Ruel is a grandfather, it's Okay, it's acceptable for them to call him Father. And actually Yisro had many, many names. He's called Yisro because he added a passage to the Torah. He's called Chobo because he loved the Torah, etc. The passage that he added to the Torah was that whole idea when Yisro gave Moses the advice to set up this whole system of judges, which we learned about in Exodus. Moses says we're traveling to the place very soon. In three days, we're going to enter the land. Because as I as I told you, at this point, they found, that, that was the plan. So to speak, the official plan was in three days they're going to be in Israel. A lot of things happened in the interim. There was the sin of, it was Aynin who that complained. There was uh, the whole sin of Taiva. They were stuck for thirty days eating the meat, and then they were stuck for another seven days with Miriam's their spiritual skin disease. And then they send the spies and they were stuck for a long time until the spies came back, 40 days. And then they sinned with the spies and they were stuck in the desert for another 39 years. But literally God is rushing them. God sees the impending doom and he's trying to rush them quickly so they shouldn't mess up with all these sins that cast them in the desert. And they think in three days we're going to be there. It's an amazing feeling. And Moses thought he was going to be there too because at this point he had not yet done what prevented him from entering Israel. So, Yisro, he said to him, Yisro said to Moses, I shall not go, but rather to my land and to my family shall I go. So Rashi says, maybe it's for his land or maybe it's for his family. So Moses said, please do not forsake us inasmuch as you know our encampments in the wilderness and you have been as eyes for us. Moses is saying please meaning he's asking him a request because he's thinking people would say, Oh, why did Yis- Israel convert? Not out of love for God, but he thought that he would have a portion of the land. Now that he knows that converts don't have a portion of the land, he's leaving. And you know our encampment's in the wilderness, meaning it's appropriate for you to do this because you know all the miracles that God has done for us. This idea is key al Kenya data which is literally, for it is because you have known, which he's saying like, in as much as you know. And you've been to us for eyes. So there's two explanations Rashi gives here. One he says, in the past, this is past tense. Or he says, it's actually about the future. because so in every manner you're going to, that's going to be hidden from our eyes, you'll enlighten our eyes. Or, a third explanation, you're as dear to us as, as our own eyes. 'Cause of course we have a special commandment to love, to hold very strongly to the converts. Continuing the verse, and it shall be that if you come with us, then with that goodness with God will benefit us, we will do good for you. Meaning what's he talking about? So our sages say that we're talking what's the good that God's gonna do for them Because given the land of Israel. Well, what does that have to do with Israel? He's a convert. Then the land of Israel wasn't given to converts. But there was very special land in Yericho, not in the city of Yericho, which of course could not be rebuilt after it was destroyed, but like in the pasture land of Yericho, 500 Amos by 500 Amos, very rich, rich land. And they said, hmm, we're going to put this land aside because we know we're going to build a temple. The temple was built for over 400 years after the Jews entered Israel, but we're going to build a temple which means there's going to be a certain piece of land that someone has that we're going to take from him because it's not going to be his land to build his house or to have his fields or pastures. It's going to be the land for the temple. So this person going to be landless. Well, that's of course, is very nice He was able to dedicate his land to the temple, but that doesn't seem fair. What's well, going to be with his land? So when we take the land and use it for the temple, we are going to give this person with this amazing, beautiful pasture land of Abte In the meanwhile, though, before the temple is built, who gets this land? So, well, no Jew can get it because every Jew was given his own portion. Why should a Jew get a second portion? Like, that's not there. So until the temple was built, they gave it to the sons of Erechel, and they tended it, which means they benefited from it for over 400 years until we have the grounds of the temple, which also were 500 by 500. And when they were given to the temple, then this land was given to them. They journeyed from the mountain of God a three-day distance, meaning Mount Torey is where Sinai was, and the ark of the covenant of God journeyed before them a three-day distance to search out for them a resting place. So they went on a journey of three days. and a three-day three distance. It didn't take them three days. Because God really was pushing to bring them to land immediately. And the ark journeyed with them a three-day distance, meaning the ark would go out with them in battle that the broken pieces of the tablet placed. Now Remember we have the, the tablet, and then we have the original tablets that were broken. And these, when they would go out to war, they would put the ark with the broken pieces. And this is the one we're talking about that would go ahead of them a three-day distance them where they supposed to encamp. The cloud of God was over them by day, when they journeyed from the camp. So we have a number of clouds mentioned. We have clouds mentioned seven times in the accounts of the journeying of the Jews. So there were four on the four sides of the camp. There was one above, there was one below. That's six, all six directions. And there was one ahead of them to smooth the path for them, to lower that which was high, to raise that which was low, to make a level road for the Jews to remove all the snakes and scorpions to make it a smooth journey. From the camp, as it says, which means what we mean from the camp. They were the camp. Means from the place of their encampment where they were encamped and now they are travelling from that encampment.